everyone, it's Andy, your host. And I just wanted to come to you guys because I was looking at the calendar and Sprouting Minds launched in uh, October. The trailer was released September 16th and September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. Nine months. Oh, snap. I missed our half anniversary. And now it's like a weird time. Well, I'm already freaking recording, so we're just going to keep going. And let's see what happens because I wanted to chat with you guys and tell you a little bit more about how I got to where I am today. Because if I had talked to you in the middle of August last year, this past August, I don't think I would have saw all the things that I have going on in my life and how much of a rich, fulfilling life I'm living. I definitely was living in a shell of a person before. And I wanted to touch on me being a teacher who burned out because I think that there's a stigma around it. And I think that it's not really um, talked about or people aren't able to really share their stories. And I want to share my story about why I left teaching. Because if you had asked me if I loved it, I would have said yes. I did absolutely love it. If you ask me now, I'll tell you this. It's a half and half situation. I loved it and I hated it. But the reason I hated it, you wouldn't think. So I want to explain it to you. Teacher burnout is a serious thing. It's a real topic. And I think that sometimes it's looked down on and that's not fair. I want to explain why I chose to leave because I do think that it's important to hear these stories because the reason I left, I don't think people would assume that's why. And I want to share it because I think that it's important not only for people to listen to, but if the people that I worked with or for happen to listen, I think that this is an important thing for them to hear. I, I worked at a play-based preschool on the Upper West Side. And I started there as an assistant. And I went from an assistant to a lead teacher. And then from a lead teacher to a teacher and curriculum coordinator while also teaching. So I did, I kept moving up until there was nowhere else for me to go. And I, I did love it. I loved it up until my last year. And the reason that I loved it up until my last year was because the last year that I was there, I finally was able to look at myself and let myself understand my mental health more. The first three years that I was there, things were, were different. You know, COVID didn't exist. And I, my first year there, it was very free. I was an assistant. I had responsibilities, but not the same as a lead teacher. I loved who I was working with. I had, you know, built connections with someone who was very high up. And it, it just felt so good to be there. Like it was my home. And it became that. It really became a place where I didn't mind staying late. I didn't want to get there early just because I am not a morning person. But I, I came to feel so connected, even like certain sounds. You know, when you're in your home and you hear a sound and someone's there and they're like, what is that? And you're like, oh, what sound? Because it's so normal to you. That was the case. Like things that would happen, right? Some cabinet 
had to be shoved up a little bit more to fit in. And it was just like a natural habit for me by the end was just like, huh, that thing. But so my point being is that I, I loved it there. I loved these children. I loved them. The students become your own, right? Every time a child walked into my room, even if it was from a different class, they became mine. They became someone that I was responsible for, someone that I wanted to succeed, someone that I wanted to help in some way or another. So as teachers, you kind of become a parent, you know, to these children on some level, you're their other caregiver. And I took it very seriously. What I noticed after I left the school, and this is reflecting on how I was feeling, the first three years were very more lighthearted. There wasn't any COVID. Everyone was getting into their groove, right? There's always things that need to be worked out, but it felt good. COVID hit, we went virtual. Now, I'm a person that has a lot of anxiety, generalized anxiety. Being home changed the way teaching was for me. And again, now that I'm reflecting on it, right, when we went back this past year in the 2020-2021 school year, my anxiety shot up. Every day I walked into that building not knowing if we would have to leave because of COVID, not knowing if we were going to, you know, get shut down again. And that anxiety every day scared me. And then on top of that, I also came to realize that I was holding so much anxiety about teaching in itself. The children, I was so worried for their well-being. I knew that I was educating them to the, to the ability that, I, that they needed, right? They left my classroom learning what they needed for the next year. They le- were learning how to be kind people, how to be confident people, and how to face challenges and obstacles, like all the things that I should have been teaching myself. But I was so nervous about their well-being. Oh my gosh, what if I get COVID and I pass it on to them and then they pass it on to their parents and then they pass it on to the kids? Like that was one. Another one was just like their overall well-being. You can ask my assistant teachers. I hated the playground. I still hate jungle gyms. I'm sorry, but those things are a safety hazard. Safety hazard. High up, so many slits, fingers getting cut. Hated it. Worst nightmare. I didn't know where to stand because I wanted to literally take my body and shield every kid. So that was another anxiety during the day. Eating. Chew your food. Don't choke. Don't choke. Don't laugh while you're eating because then you will choke. We went to the gym. Oh my gosh, they're going to jump on the trampoline. They're going to fly off the trampoline. Like by the end of the day, I was depleted. I got home. I was out. I would come home and I would literally take my dog out and just sit in darkness sometimes. The anxiety was just piling, piling up. And it didn't hit me until December break. Now, first day of December break, my grandmother who lived in Israel passes away. Well, now I have two weeks off of work where I just get to sit and feel my feelings. And boy, did I feel my feelings. I, my, my grandma was always that person who was like, what are you doing? Are you happy? Are you happy? I could tell her like, I don't know. I I can't even think of a job that's not worthy, right? She would be like, okay, as long as you're happy, as long as you are happy, she's happy. And so for those two weeks, I was like, oh my gosh, is my grandma happy with me? 
And I realized, well, the better question is, are you happy with you? And I was not. I was really not happy. And coming back from December break and having my eyes open to that made the rest of the year nearly impossible. And this is the part where I think the fact that there's a lot to say about teachers leaving their job mid-year and, you know, reflecting. I think that 99% of the time I was there for my children. When they walked into my room, I was there. And then when they left, I was done for the day, mentally done. But I, I loved my kids. I loved everything about them. I loved when I would see them using one of my mannerisms. I would loved when one of them wore their hat a little crooked. Like there was just like these little things that I loved. And I loved the connections that I was making. But it got to a point where I kept coming to certain people in the school with these ideas that I had that were finally giving me excitement again, something to look forward to, to kind of take away some of that anxiety, some exciting things. I felt like it was more of a personal thing that I wasn't allowed or they didn't believe in me to make these things come to life. But now thinking about it, like maybe those things just weren't important for that school, right? Like maybe the things that I wanted to do weren't what was like on their list of things. Like maybe it was on that side list that it's like, hey, if we get through everything here, yeah, sure. Like you could do it, but this is our priority list. And you're not that thing that you want to do. Sounds cool. Not on the list. And now I'm able to see that. But that being said, like I was, it came to a point where I was like, well, that thing excites me a lot more than this thing that's causing me so much anxiety. And it took so much for me to say I'm not coming back because I kept thinking about the children and I'd be lying if I didn't, if I said that I don't go on that Instagram page and look at some of them. I'm like, oh my gosh, look at that kid. I know them. Look at that smile because they're a part of me. They always will be. I mean, if you think about it, there's always some teacher that you think about, some school friend that you think about. And those were my friends. So, you know, all this being said, it came down to a point where I was like, well, this other thing that I'm also really passionate about is less stressful and excites me. And the possibilities are kind of endless. So I can keep growing versus teaching, which I love, but causes me so much anxiety that also I can't, if I'm thinking about it, I can't be as present as I want to be because I'm always thinking about, oh my gosh, is this kid going to get hurt? If the kid gets hurt, I have to call the parents. If the parents are fine about it, great. But if they're not, oh my gosh, what if when they get home, they have this going on and then they have to go, it spirals. That's how my brain would work. It would spiral. And I realized the best thing that you can do for your students is knowing when it's time. And for me, it was four years. I had a great three and a half years. Let's be real. I had a great three years. (laughs) And then it was time. It was time for me to move on. And if I didn't, I don't know where I would be. I think I would be so miserable. I honestly don't even think I would have made it through probably the first few months of that school year, this school year. 
And so now I get to look at Sprouting Minds, which I've had for nine months, and say, you're sitting at home at night talking to essentially yourself until you put this out there and you are enjoying it. Like you're literally staring at your face, which you don't like to do. And you're okay with it for the most part. Though now it's getting a little awkward. You know, I think that the point of this little section that I guess I went on a tangent about is just that, you know, before we judge anyone's story, we need to hear it. We need to understand it. And I think that I was extremely scared to let the school and that piece of me go. I think I was terrified to leave because leaving means growing on some level and believing in myself. And I think that it's important to think about these things and to reflect on situations that we've been in and reflecting on how that last year went. It was really hard for a multitude of reasons, but I wouldn't go back because I think that everything that I did did make me who I am right now to be able to do this and build Sprouting Minds. But I think that once my mind clicked and realized that I hadn't been thinking about myself at all, I was like, oh, you need to do something different. You need to make a change. You need to to pivot, pivot away. And that was really scary. And things happen. Things happen and we learn from them and we grow from them and we sprout up and we learn how to keep moving forward. And it's scary. It's not easy, but it's worth it. And yeah, I just wanted to kind of share how I got here. I don't think that I've told anyone besides like my parents and my brother about this part of it, like the anxiety that I had every day. Well, and my therapist will we'll include her too. By divulging this to you guys and ter- sharing who I am and saying like, look, I do have a lot of anxiety and I'm, I've learned a lot of tools as to how to work through them. And I have come a long way in vocalizing how I'm feeling Sharing when I'm feeling anxious and why I'm feeling anxious in learning to talk to my therapist and talk to my family and share now with you guys that I'm just like you. I'm human and I have anxiety and I'm finally learning the tools to help myself through those times. And I didn't know how to do that beforehand. Yeah, there were other reasons that I left my teaching job that I'm not going to share on here. but. A big takeaway that I noticed was that my mental health was not improving in any way while I was teaching and that I needed to step away from that to also benefit those children and those parents because I wasn't going to be able to be 100% for those children. Like eventually it would have caught up to me and I, I wouldn't be able to live with myself if I became the teacher that started to bring a child's education experience down. I don't want to do that. I always want to bring it up because I didn't have the best educational experience in the beginning and that really affected me. So all this being said, I think I might do a bonus episode once a month um, just to help you guys learn more about me because I do try 
when I interview my guests to give them the platform. And so although, you know, I have guiding questions, I try to let them have as much space and freedom to talk about things that I'm interested in and they're interested in. And this way, I'm talking, well, right now I'm talking to myself, but I will hopefully be sharing this with you guys. And I hope, you know, if you listen to this, you'll give me feedback. Tell me if there are things that you want me to talk about that I've experienced. I'm kind of enjoying just saying my thoughts out here. Um, If you do want more of them, let me know. I need feedback, guys. I need you guys to start talking to me, telling me what you like, what you don't like. But I hope that this episode has helped you, you know, understand a little bit more of how I got into podcasting. And, you know, I'm not going anywhere. I have a lot, you know, a lot of guests that I've interviewed in the past month, and I'm slowly getting them out there for you guys to listen to. But it's exciting. And I'm just always happy to connect with people and learn more about how we can make this place that we live in kinder. So be kind to yourself, be kind to others. Um, Keep spreading upwards and I'll talk to you guys later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.